Let me ask you a question. How easily are you offended? I never thought of myself as an easily offended person. I really can't be in this line of work as a Christian apologist. But if I take a truly honest look at myself, I actually was easily offended, more so than I realized. As a matter of fact, over the last few months of 2022, I found myself becoming more and more offended by smaller and smaller offenses. I also found myself writing people off, people and organizations. In my head, I found that I was keeping a ledger of people and groups that I had written off. And to my dismay, I found that this group was growing longer and longer. This list was growing longer and longer all the time. Now, along with this, I also felt myself becoming darker towards my family. I wasn't joyful. My family was suffering for it. The general mood in our home was becoming more sullen. Part of me almost took pride in this attitude. Like, life is hard, you know, but I'm harder. I didn't like this necessarily, but I didn't really know what to do about it. And I assumed that I was a victim of my circumstances, of my situation. What I came to realize is that my problem was not everyone and everything else around me. It wasn't all these little slights, both real and imagined. It wasn't my circumstances. It was my heart. I was bitter and I didn't even realize it. Today, I'm going to tell you about how the Lord set me free. This is Worldview Legacy, the show that helps Christian laymen to become the worldview leaders that their families and churches need. My name is Joel Sedekes, and my mission is to help you, the Christian layman, to build a legacy where you and your kids and your wife will be able to confidently articulate the answers to the questions the world is asking from the Bible, and you will see Jesus change lives as you share your faith. So, how was I set free from bitterness? Look, you want to lead your family in the Christian worldview. But the Christian worldview is not just a set of propositions. It is a lifestyle. It's an actual view of the world and all of life that sees things as they are and affects our behavior. It helps us see things as God sees them. Well, God is not bitter. And God doesn't want you to be bitter, especially towards the people in your life that he has given to you for you to influence them, to lead them, to love them, care for them, and to learn from them and to be led by them. Learning to identify bitterness towards the people in your life and to become free from bitterness is going to transform the way that you lead your family and how you relate to your kids and your wife and how you interact with those at your church and at work and in your local area. This is huge. Can you relate to my situation? Is your blacklist of people that you have written off and organizations that you've just totally written off growing? Do you almost feel the desire to wear your indignation as a badge of honor, something that you have a right to hold on to? Do you find yourself writing people off way too easily? Do little things set you off and send you spiraling downward? How easily do you forgive? Is it hard? This episode is for you. And specifically today, I'm going to answer why I became bitter without even really knowing it, how God used a conversation with my friend, and a particular book to set me free. And then one thing that I started doing that completely changed the atmosphere in my home. 
Now, if you find today's topic thought-provoking and you want to feel more confident in leading your family in the Christian worldview, and you want all the stuff that you need to know to better articulate and defend your faith, then I want to tell you about our free community. This is the group where you can join with 777 others on the same journey that you're on towards building a legacy towards for their families. You'll get solid answers to questions from the Bible, healthy conversation to help you sharpen your positions, and stuff to help you grasp the tools of theology and philosophy in practical terms that you can use so you can pass on your faith to the younger generation. This is a fellowship of people connected together to share ideas and skills and practical help. It's called the Think Squad, and I will tell you all about this group at the end of this show. But now, let's dig in. Let's talk about why I became bitter. One thing to understand about Joel Sedeke's, I am a Christian apologist, and my life's work is to do two things. One, to equip you and other believers to explain and share and defend the Christian message. Two is to defend and articulate the Christian message and to give a reasoned defense for the truth of Christianity myself. I need to be doing this myself. Now, to do this work, I serve with a nonprofit Christian teaching and evangelism ministry called the Think Institute. I'm on the board, I'm the board president, and I am the executive director of the Think Institute. And we publish podcast episodes and teaching resources and YouTube videos. And as a result of this, I have all kinds of interactions with non-Christians all the time, most of them virtual, although many in person as well, and not as much as I would like. Some of these interactions are fantastic, especially if I'm doing an AMA, which is an Ask Me Anything. I'll do those, and those are amazing. Other interactions, quite frankly, are terrible. People insult, and they mock, and they slander, lie, and they accuse, and they distort what I'm saying, and they misunderstand me, and they do this a ton, some of it intentionally, some of it unintentionally. Now, here's the thing. I understand that this is part of the work. I don't hate people for doing this. Actually, according to the Bible, people who are not believers, who are apart from Christ, are actually spiritually dead in their sins. If that describes you, I want you to know that you can be made alive in Christ Jesus by faith in him. But here's the thing. You can't get mad at a dead man. You wouldn't get mad at a dead man for bumping into you. And you wouldn't get mad at a blind man for stepping on your foot. But I was dealing with these interactions the wrong way. I said, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to hate these people. But rather than holding forth forgiveness and love, really love from the heart towards these people, I was instead dealing with it in a very stoic way. I don't mean in a good kind of stoic way, like in a calloused way. I was becoming more and more calloused. So my friendships and my relationships IRL and real life were becoming strained. And I was feeling fed up easier and easier because the relational aspect of my personality was becoming very strained due to the friction I was receiving from these angry atheists and pagans all over the internet. And again, I'm not saying I'm a victim here. I'm saying that I wasn't dealing with this the right way. I was becoming more callous and really that callousness was producing bitterness in my heart. So I began to feel as though I had a right to my bitterness. I would start to involuntarily flinch away from friendships. I would find reasons not to become better friends with people. 
I would find excuses not to get too close to people because I was callous. I didn't want to let people in because I'm already shielding myself so much from these other interactions. I thought I didn't have the capacity to open myself up more. And so I was shielding myself. I was becoming callous and I was actually denying myself the kinds of friendships and relationships that I could have had. Maybe this was a defense mechanism. It could have been some sort of risk avoidance measure, but I started to become more easily offended. Maybe this was just a way of me saying in my subconscious or in my spirit, hey, if this person offends me, I can write them off that I don't have to worry about getting too close to this person. Or maybe I was just at my natural threshold in dealing with all the nonsense from atheists and non-Christians and I just didn't have the capacity in and of myself to deal with it. Whatever the reason, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to try to psychoanalyze myself. That's not the purpose of this episode. But I found myself writing people off. This became a common thing. Someone would do something that offended me or even that I imagined offended me. It wasn't even a real sin against me. And I would get offended. I would write people off and some company would take some terrible woke stand. You know what I'm talking about? Companies are doing that all the time nowadays. And I would add them to my list in my mind. Well, I can't do anything with that company anymore. Sort of a silent mental boycott that they'd never know about. No one else would ever know about, but I would just get angry at them in my heart. And this list was growing and growing and growing. And I started to feel as though I was painting myself into a corner, surrounding myself with the ruins of relationships and connections to other human beings that could have been very beneficial to me and building this ever broadening wall around myself. And I remember thinking, man, how long until everyone and everything is on this list? How long until my wife is on this list? How long until my kids are on this list? Because here's the thing about bitterness. It doesn't stay put. It grows. In Hebrews 12, 15, it says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled. Roots grow into plants and plants produce fruit. When bitterness bears fruit, it defiles many people around you. So I was really in danger here and I, I didn't realize what the problem was, but by God's grace, before things got out of hand, I should say before things got any worse, too, worse, too much worse, the Lord intervened. So I want to tell you about a conversation that I had with a friend and a book that set me free from bitterness. Now, I have a friend named Micah Morgan. Micah and I have been friends since 1994. For those keeping score at home, this is 29 years of friendship. Micah has been on the podcast. My point is this, this brother knows me well. And on New Year's Eve, 2022, my family was over at his house and we were all chatting. We were talking and Micah starts asking me these tough questions. He's got a background in psychology. And like I said, he knows me very well. So he's asking me these questions. What are my goals in ministry? What do I feel is holding me back? And through that conversation, I started to identify that I had a problem. And I'm going to be honest with you. This conversation was very uncomfortable. I told him it was uncomfortable. I'm not a guy who likes to talk about my feelings. I'm like the most unlikely person to do this very podcast episode that I'm doing right now. But I wanted to share this with you. And I recognized at that time, as Michael was asking me these questions, I needed to answer these questions. 
if you've ever had a conversation like this with a good friend who won't let you off the hook, you know what I'm talking about. It's uncomfortable. It's good, but it's awkward. Now, through the course of this conversation, I realized that there were things that were making me bitter, although I didn't know that word bitterness yet. I didn't have that in my mind yet. But I realized that there was something I needed to figure out. And that sent me on a mission to do exactly that. This is December 31st. On January 2nd or 3rd, I was getting ready for bed and I was praying to the Lord. I'm not going to say my desire to be free from this was perfect. Far from it. But I was praying to the Lord and I was asking him for help. And I don't know if I truly wanted to be helped. Like I said, I kind of wore my indignation as almost a badge of honor, but I was praying for help. And I opened up my Bible. I don't remember exactly why I turned to this verse, if it was part of my reading plan or what, but I read Luke 22, 31 and 32. And in this HCSB, here's what it says. Simon, Simon, this is Jesus talking. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. I am telling you, that verse popped out to me. It was as if Jesus was speaking to me from the page saying, Joel, I have prayed for you. I've talked to my father about you, and I'm going to make sure that your faith does not fail here. Man, I didn't know where I was going to go from there, but I will say I felt the power of that verse. And I'm going to come back to this verse at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. Now, on January 4th then, God directed me to a book, an audio book. I was in my Canon Plus app, and I found this book called How to Be Free from Bitterness by Jim Wilson. And I have to tell you, that book was literally a godsend. I had seen it in the app. I had heard of the book. I had seen the cover. The cover has a, an old family photo, and there's a little girl in the middle of it surrounded by her family members, and the family members' faces are all scratched out as if she had gone back and scratched out all their faces. It clearly, it was supposed to look as though someone was very bitter. And I'd seen this book before, but I never it never appealed to me. But something was different on January 4th, and I thought, I need to listen to this. And I started listening, and I quickly realized that Jim Wilson was talking about me. The book opens with Ephesians 4, 31 through 5, 2. And in the ESV, here's what that reads. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Just reading those words now, my spirit resonates with them. The Lord has made these verses a reality in my life. And Jim Wilson starts talking about bitterness and about the importance of identifying bitterness and how we become bitter over other people's sins and the things that happen to us in our lives, even imaginary sins, sins that other people didn't even commit, but that we imagine in our own minds. And Jim Wilson says that bitterness is a problem of the heart. And I realized as he was, as I was listening to this audiobook, bitterness 
was the problem in my own heart. And I needed to confess it to the Lord. I thought I had a right to my bitterness. I was holding my offense in my heart against people. But really what I was trying to do is that I was trying to play God. God is the one who deals out justice. God will ultimately repay. Romans 12, 19 says in the ESV, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So as Jim Wilson puts it, God is just and God does the paying. So for Christians, Christians have had their sins forgiven and their offenses have been wiped away by Jesus Christ. Colossians 2, 13 and 14, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, says this, this is the ESV, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. The sins of Christians have been paid for by Jesus. And the sins of non-Christians, all their offenses, will be dealt with by God in the final judgment. I am not God. It's not my job to repay. And bitterness hurts myself and others, sometimes for years, but it does not deal out God's perfect judge, judgment and justice. And it's sinful. I wasn't protecting myself by becoming bitter. I was hurting myself, and I was sinning against others in my life. Here is probably the best line in the entire book. Quote, your bitterness is your sin, regardless of what you think caused it, God will allow you to experience the joy that is yours when you repent and confess the bitterness as a great sin against God, end quote. We must not keep our bitterness. We must not share our bitterness with others. Jim Wilson says, there is only one thing to do, and that is to confess it as a great and evil sin. We must be as persistent in the confession as is necessary. My friend, I'm telling you, I did this. I repented of bitterness. I confessed it, and I was set free. As a matter of fact, I texted my wife. I literally just said this. Hey, I love you so much. The Lord is setting me free from bitterness. I am free. I came home that night, and my wife said she could see the change. I truly am free. I'm a free man. My bitterness is gone. I even tweeted, I am happy. Those three words. This freedom has had such a huge impact on me and on my family as well. Now, let me tell you one thing that I started doing that completely changed the atmosphere in my home. Do you want to know what it is? I decided to saturate our kids with love. Saturate them. Now, this is an idea from Jim Wilson in the book. Now, I noticed that our home was becoming filled with strife and that our kids were feeling more insecure. And they were getting this from me. I was bitter and it was seeping into them. It was affecting them in different ways. It actually hurts me to think about this, the effect that I was having on my family. What my kids needed is more love. They need to be saturated with love. They need to be completely filled up with love until their tanks are topped off and they have no more need for additional love. 
And Jim Wilson points out how we fear this because we think there's no possible way I can love another human being as much as they need. And that's true in our natural ability. But when we are filled with the love of the Holy Spirit, we have an, a, a super abundance of love that we can then give to our kids. So much misbehavior and acting out and even fidgeting and habits and things like that. These are attributed to the insecurity that comes from bitterness in the home. And I got to tell you, I shared this insight with my wife about saturation with love. And she immediately got it. And this is what she and I have been committed to, saturating our kids with love. And it has made such a difference. One of our children, I will tell you this, our relationship was growing more cold. That child has warmed up. Another child would get very offended and feel misunderstood and start to spiral, much like I would do. That child rebounds so much faster now because the burden of bitterness has been lifted. And just in general, our home is happier. I've got less fear. I've got less insecurity. It's really miraculous what has happened. There is a joyfulness, a lightness, a happiness in our home that wasn't there before. My wife and I too. Do we still disagree? Yes. But we rebound so much faster. The foundation of love between us has been strengthened. It's amazing what will happen when a father is set free from bitterness. My family is awesome. I love my family no matter what, but we have entered a new stage of family life that is just incredible. It's amazing. We dads, we lead our homes. The condition of our soul matters. It matters as much as the condition of our minds. We talk a lot about intellectual stuff on this podcast, but the condition of your spirit really does affect your family and how you lead. Now, I told you I would get back to Luke 22, verses 31 and 32. Let me go back there now. I finished Jim Wilson's audiobook in two days. The night after I finished it, I was getting ready for bed again, and I saw that my Bible was still opened to the same passage. And I read that passage again, and I noticed this at the end. It says, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Again, this verse seemed to jump off the page at me. The Lord wanted me to tell others about what he had done in my life so that he would then strengthen my brothers. So I shared this epiphany, this transformation with our community group that week. And the response was incredible. It was really amazing. And now others are listening to this book and being helped by it. And now I'm sharing it with you, my brother. You don't have to be bitter. In fact, you must not. This is not what God wants for you. God will set you free. Repent and confess your bitterness as a great sin against the Lord and give it up. Give it to Jesus. Trust him with the offenses that you've been holding on to. Get rid of your blacklist. Give it to Jesus. Be free. And I highly recommend that you go check out Jim Wilson's book, How to Be Free from Bitterness. So now you know, why did I become bitter? because I had grown calloused towards others because of my work. For you, maybe it's something else. Just the hardness of life, a terrible experience that happened to you. Something bad that you've done. But bitterness is insidious. However it gets in, you need to know about it, identify it, and you need to repent of it 
So do I. We all do. How did God use a conversation with a friend and a book to set me free? Through my conversation with Micah Morgan on New Year's Eve, I realized what was making me bitter, though I didn't have a name for it yet. But that did send me on a mission to figure it out. And then God directed me to scripture and then to Jim Wilson's book, How to Be Free from Bitterness. And that book was The Game Changer. Again, one thing that completely changed the atmosphere in my home is my wife and I decided we are going to saturate our kids with love, saturate them. And this has made all the difference. This has released our home from the grip of bitterness. Now, if you found this entertaining and educational, and you've been inspired to learn more, you need to know about our Think Squad community. Now is the time to become that worldview leader that you know your family and your church need. Join the Think Squad today. All you have to do is open up Facebook, search for Think Squad, T-H-I-N-K-S-Q-U-A-D. Answer the short membership questions. That's all it takes. Join the Think Squad. So thanks for listening to Worldview Legacy. Thank you to Canon Press for publishing the audiobook How to Be Free from Bitterness by Jim Wilson. This episode was produced by yours truly, Joel Sedeckes, and is a production of the Think Institute. We equip believers to explain, share, and defend the Christian message, and we are based by God's grace.